0: To another edition of Covering and Glory where there is good news and bad news, folks. The bad news is there's match cancellations still spilling over from the Queen passing. The good news is that means you only have to listen to us talk half as much as you normally do. So you guys are the real winners in this transaction. Brett, how are you feeling this week? Uh, I mean, I'm good. I haven't been uh,
1: jailed for a dissident against the royal family, so I'm hanging in, buddy. I'm counting my lucky oh. stars.
0: No, day's not over yet. You're not hiding in a dark cave as you normally is. You got some natural light in there. You better be careful. They're gonna find you.
1: I know. We move I moved a location. I'm a little worried with the extra light here. That you know now they're gonna be very clearly tell where I am. So I'm gonna have to. Uh,
0: I'm gonna have to take my uh, my phone and just smash it against the rocks. So they can't trace me that way. Keep it as a secret location because I don't know what's worse, the Majesty Secret Service or Harry showing up at your door.
1: Ah, that's a toss-up. I would say Harry and a bra is probably the worst thing you could open your door to, right? Uh I love universal truth. truth. You're the man for, for sticking with me on that though. Shouldn't make fun of him.
0: Yeah. Universal truth. That that no matter what door is open anywhere in the world, the worst thing that could be behind it is Harry and a bra. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: he's my guy though. He was my he, he gave me company in my misery. So I I can't even get that. Uh I can't even make fun of him for it, man. I respected Harry. When I lose another pool, I hope Harry's at the bottom with me. So <laughs> that was very
2: helpful.
0: Yeah, odds on favorites. Both, both of you guys make that come true. All right, so with that pleasant thought, let's go ahead and <laughs> get into this week's action rather than thinking about Harry and that state address anymore. Uh, we are going to start at Wolves in Manchester City. Wolves are 14th. Six points, Manchester City second, 14 points. This game is Saturday at 7.30 a.m. Man City is minus 320. The Wolves are plus 8.50. The draw is plus 4.40. Manchester City minus a goal and a half is minus 110. The Wolves are minus 120. So, Brett, forget this game. Can we just talk about that hot-on goal of the Champions League for like 10 minutes and call it a show? Holy freaking hell. Uh, If if you didn't...
1: I thought you were going to, I thought you were going to build a statue of Cancelo. I thought it was going to be up and ready and complete, like in the background where you're at right now. So that I mean, the outside of the boot (laughs) boot pass charisma would just uh, give it the chef's kiss. Even that was
0: insane. (laughs) What a goal. Well, 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 seriously guys, this is the beauty of the podcast. If you didn't see it, press pause right now, go and watch it. We'll be happy to wait. It's it's the best goal. I mean, I don't, I don't think it's an
1: argument to say it's the best goal of this year already. I would say it would probably, I can't even imagine a goal that would challenge it at this point. And outside of the boot passed to Holland, who like makes like Killing Mbappe looks like an average athlete who then finishes mid-air with the outside of his left foot into the upper corner. I dude, I don't even know if there's like I'm trying to think of a goal that could maybe beat that, but I'm trying to think of ways in which it would need to be scored. And us, to, I mean, I don't like a, an actual reaction. I have no connection. They're a state sponsored club. So I don't get super excited about city. And I got up out of my chair on that goal. It was ridiculous. Yeah.
0: What was the last goal you saw that did not involve the inside of a boot or a head? It was just all outside of the boot on both ends of the, of the play. I, mean, <laughs> I
1: don't think I, I, I don't even know if I remember one.
0: I, I've watched sports for 40 years now, and I absolutely revel in those moments where you see something you can't recall seeing ever before and a Kung Fu kick goal. Check that box for me. I mean, I was on a call when the highlight came across the second screen after the Chelsea game ended and I screamed out loud, which I obviously wasn't doing during the Chelsea game, which so it was alarming. Like it's a great way for a business colleague to know you really are taking them seriously. When in the middle of a set, you just go, Oh, <laughs> they have no idea what you're talking about. But like, it's an involuntary reaction when you see something like that. Like, why else are we watching sports but to celebrate that moment?
1: Yeah, it really—it's really one of those things too. Now with Cancelo, because he's had a, a few of those now, and and even when they don't result in goals, like he'll just play the through ball with like that, outside of the foot pass. And it's like when it when it comes off his foot, like now anytime Cancelo plays that type of ball, like you're going to be leaning forward closer to the TV, kind of wondering what's going to come next. So, I, yeah, I, I, dude, it was, I can't even like the, the thing that to me, too, and, and we could talk about this goal for probably the entire podcast, but the fact that Halon like was able to even put that on target is amazing enough. Like, if, if he would have drawn a save, I would have been like, holy shit, that was nuts. But the fact that he put it in the upper corner, I just, dude, I don't, I don't know. It's just, it's crazy. <sighs>
0: Well, like, what defenses left? They literally had three center backs surrounding him, and he still buried it. Like, yeah, what else that, can you that, do at like, that point?
1: Dorm, Dorm was defending well, and that that play just came out of nowhere. It was like, it wasn't even like a, a transition sequence where they were scattered. Like they were they were in the defensive lines, they're in their shape, and then Kinsell just plays this pass like the one area. It's like it's like when you watch like a great quarterback play, and he throws the ball to like basically the only spot his like all world receiver can get it. And then that all world receiver like goes and like catches it with one hand in the only available space. Like that's the only way that I, that's the only analogy that I can think of. And even that like doesn't do it even remote justice because of the degree of difficulty
0: of like getting it past a keeper in this small portion of the goal. Yeah. I mean, just truly, truly breathtaking. I, I, I don't I've, I've watched it a hundred times and I probably got a hundred more. So but I'll have plenty of time to watch it because the international break is coming, and as a result of the international break, I don't know what kind of rotation we'll see from Manchester City in this match. Like they've obviously just had a couple of, uh, of burners right in a row, so maybe they give those guys a rest. But I don't think our I don't think club managers really care about resting these guys for their nationals team. So I'm I'm nope. think we're gonna see like <laughs> and Manchester international City managers
1: is, don't give a shit about resting for the club
0: managers. That's <laughs> exactly great, right. Great so. system soccer is going here. So, I I mean, I don't think we're – I think we're going to, like, see a a full freight lineup here because, you know, they're in second. They don't want to drop points, and they don't give a damn how, you know, he plays for Norway coming next week. So, I'm excited because, like, how can you take your eyes off the screen when they're on the pitch? Like, if if I told you right now, if I called you right after the match, or not right now, but right after the match, that Haaland scored a goal in the midst of a full backflip and landed on his feet, you wouldn't call me a liar. You just casually asked me to send you the clip. Yeah, I was just like, going, where, where's, where's the exactly. link?
1: Where's the link? Exactly.
0: So on the other side, the Wolves are a master of the dark arts, as I'm always talking about. And I'm so excited they brought in Diego Costa. who's oh basically Voldem- the, He's basically the Voldemort of soccer players. And now he's playing with Wolves. Like It's such a perfect combination. And they haven't played a single match this year that's been decided by more than one goal. Like, doesn't matter what the XG is, doesn't matter what the chances created, doesn't matter what your spreadsheets say. It's always 0 1, 1 1, 0 0. Like, it's never outside that range. But the laws of man and nature do not apply to this Chelsea, or I'm sorry, to the City team. So I'm backing them to break that streak. And I'm going to go ahead and take them at minus one and a half. At the minus 110, probably because I'm still drunk on that Holland goal, but we, I got to see it. I've got to take it. I got to back it. I'm so excited for it.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, Wolves haven't been good. Like, um, I mean, they're basically just like a Jorge Mendez investment fund at this point. Um, you know, I mean, uh, they, they switched. They, they got rid of, you know, Connor Cody, you know, hashtag XG leadership. Uh, the center back who everybody loves, who doesn't do anything statistically that says he's a good center back. Uh, now he's on my team, he's on Everton. Uh, so Everton fell for it. Um, but, you know, they switched to this back four, and they're they're kind of running this 4-3-3 three, three with their all-Portuguese midfield now that they've brought in. Shockingly, another Portuguese player from Portuguese team represented by Jorge Mendes. Um, so, I mean, they changed it up. But it's still kind of the same the results. They're a little bit better than last year, where they were probably should have been tugging, been, been tugged towards the relegation battle. But Jose Sa went fucking bonkers, stopping everything in his path uh, the entire season. But City is just too good. I, I mean, the Dortmund match seemed like you know they were stymied for a little bit. You know, then they obviously have this you know incredible moment of magic that we talked about with the Holland goal. You know, they end up getting the win. But Dortmund also has been a lot better defensively this year, and they're just like a much better club than Wolves um, in the pecking order of soccer. So I wouldn't even really read too much into City slowed down by Dortmund, even though Dortmund's had their problems defensively the last few years. So I'm with you. I think the minus one and a half is just too good to pass up. Wolves are, I mean, <laughs> there's a saying in the, the soccer uh, spreadsheet community that XG comes for everyone, basically, unless you're Messi or son. Um, (laughs) so (laughs) I, I I think it's going to come for wolves. I think they're going to be one of the worst teams, probably one of the bottom five teams in the league. Um, and I I just don't see a way that like city are are not going to be able to score two or three times. They're just too good. They're going to rotate their squad and still rotate in amazing players. Like we didn't even really see that. We didn't see Phil Foden out there. Like he didn't start that match. Um, and you know, we, because of how on there, that giant shadow, literal giant shadow that Holland casts we like forget that Phil Foden is also fucking incredible. And if Halon didn't exist, we'd be talking about Foden and Mbappe as the best, like under 22 players in the world. Um, so yeah, I, I'm all in on city. Like it, you know, they're just a fucking machine. Um, you know, Pep again, takes the tactical question. What do you do with the striker that excels in transition? Is it going to be a problem? pet figures it out. They, they're, yeah. they're slow possession based machine and Holland is on pace to smash every fucking premier league goal scoring record. Um, but he's not going to be my prop bet that's going to be KDB. Um, he is just whipping every single ball he can into the box these days. He's on their sets. And somehow when we know there's going to be a couple of goals, probably in this match, he's plus 100 only for an assist. I thought he, I thought he'd, at least minus 120 um, but plus 100 you're getting even money on the dude to assist and he's the guy that basically plays every ball under the box for city it's just too yeah. good to pass up
0: well for my prop I'm going with a real sneaky move Brett you got to stay on your toes buddy if you want to keep up okay I was looking through the bets available at Caesars and they are boosting Holland. First goal scorer up to plus 200. That's just too good to pass up. So I stopped scrolling. As soon as I saw it, I didn't look at any other props. <laughs> if I'm getting this monstrosity to get those plus 200 to be the first goal the score keep, it's an incredible value. So that's where I'm smashing
1: this week. That, that's like the greatest feeling Like because it's going to work out one way or another. One, you're going to be like, my gut is the smartest thing ever. When you see those lines, you're like, I'm going to bet I don't need to see anything else. And then two, you're like, I'm a fucking idiot, but it doesn't hit because I should have looked at everything else. So there's really no middle ground when that happens. I'm hopeful for your sake, man, that like it's the good part of it. But I love that those moments because you're either going to feel like a genius or an idiot. There's no in between.
0: Yeah. Well, I don't think I'm going broke backing Holland. And I, yeah, don't think I'm I mean, going- that's
1: if there's one guy to basically continue to invest in. That's the one.
0: I also don't think I'm going broke fading Leicester, which brings us to our next game. So Tottenham third at 14th points versus Leicester City 20th, 20th at one point Saturday at 1230 PM Spurs minus 210 Leicester plus 525. The draw is plus 360 Spurs minus a goal and a half is plus 120 Leicester is minus 150. So, Brett, the Spurs got tripped up midweek against sporting in the Champions League, losing 2-0. Did you see anything coming out of that game that was cause for concern?
1: No, I mean, sporting's been pretty meh this year. You know, they're usually kind of a tricky team. I mean, they're not bad. Like they're, I think in the Champions League, uh, you know, sporting's gonna be like tricky. Like they play a back three. I don't know if this is backed by anything, but my feeling is too, is that like, When back threes go go against back threes, it's just like there's this weird nullification that goes on in ways that like other back four formations don't cancel each other out. Um, And I mean, it was really just like what happened was it was an extremely close match. Spurs were away and then like just all hell broke loose in the 90th, like 90th minute on. Like they had a flicked on header that was just like all things perfect off the back of the head, basically all the back of the attacker's head, Polino's head. Went into the far corner over Lloris, like the perfect arc to get over him and into the goal. And then I think after that, Spurs just kind of let down. And then one of the uh, Sporting attackers just kind of dribbled through everybody and scored. So it was a little bit of a like misleading scoreline that that game ends nil nil like ninety times out of a hundred. Um, and that's not like a horrible thing. Sporting's gonna be a tough little tricky team to play in the Champions League. You know, I, I don't think Spurs have anything to worry about. They're just steady. Like the, this Spurs team is probably outside of City, um, pretty much the steadiest team. Is they're going to be they're going to create enough to score one or two goals, and they're going to basically keep their the opponent score line between one and zero, unless like some crazy finishing luck happens. And I, I think with a team that consistent going against a team that's just absolutely floundering like Leicester, it's hard to like want to find any rationale to take Leicester, even if they're plus money. So I'm taking Spurs minus one and a half. I, I think like they have a little a dynamic little foursome going on up top and their little three, four, three that can rotate Kulishevsky or Kane and son. Um, and that's tough. Like when you got attackers, like richarlison Charleston has been a little bit better than I expected. That's tough. I think Lester's in trouble. I think they're, I mean, we already talked about last week, their third favorite to go down. I don't really care about the talent. I think Brandon Rogers is on his way out the door. Um, yeah, they're they're in trouble, and I don't I don't see any rationale to put any money behind them.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm with you, and like I know you're being very calm about it, and you're crediting Sporting and talking about that game. But Conte came out fired up, and I don't know if you saw his comments in, his, in the press conference, but he said nobody is undroppable. It's like a clear shot across the bow, probably aimed at Sun and some of the other yeah. long-standing Spurs players. So I I expect them to respond. I do believe, as anybody's listening to the show, in their quality this year, I think Conte's an excellent manager. And when he applies these motivational tactics, I do think they will take some root. I don't think they've to- tuned out Conte in any shape or form quite yet. That's more of a year three thing with him. Um, so I think we're going to get a big Spurs effort this week. As mentioned before, International break coming next week. No reason to arrest anybody. No reason to not go kind of full throttle against a crumbling Leicester team. So I am also taking them minus uh, a goal and a half at plus one twenty. And then for the prop, uh, Brett, I, I found something that I thought was interesting. It's one of you know those things where I'm always kind of talk about like bet this, not that. If you believe in a certain result, yeah. So uh, for this one, Spurs to win and both teams to score is plus one eighty. So, as bad as Leicester has been, they keep finding a way on the score sheet, and they've avoided being blanked in five out of six games. So when you consider that the over uh, two and a half goals is all the way back at minus one seventy five, this is a way to get wildly better value at plus one eighty versus minus one seventy five. If you think Spurs two one three one in that range is just as likely as three zero, so instead of betting the over in this goal, I would take this bet: both teams to score and Spurs to win as a much better value for similar outcomes.
1: Yeah, I mean, I could see that. I I, I don't know. Lester's attack is so weird because I mean. We don't know what kind of finisher James Madison is. And he's kind of like last year, he propped him up a little bit by finishing way over his expected go tally. Um, And he's probably too young in his career for us to say, like, that's something that could consistently happen. And he is capable of of the wonder goals that definitely snaps your good team to do a good thing. (laughs) Clean sheet bet. So, yeah, I mean, I I mean, I could see it. I mean, it's hard it's hard not to look at some of the names that are still on Lester and think like the attack isn't as bad as it probably is. Um, Like you just like to think like they're going to figure it out with Harvey Barnes and, you know, unless Vardy has really fallen off that cliff. Uh, But Madison Tillman's like, you just think like some chances are going to get created. Like you just think it just has to happen at some point, but I don't know. I I can't bet that one. I actually went in this. I'm going to take you on a journey. Toby, you ready to go on a journey with me? (sighs) Great. Um, so ever since we had our joking, I think sunish wash thing, and then he had to go tie for the golden boot. I had kind of been looking to see, like, well, what was I really seeing in kind of his numbers and watching him play? And this year, you know, he's obviously been off to this slow start. I'm sure he was one of the ones that Conte was referencing when he said nobody's undroppable. Um, and I was kind of like, All right, well, maybe maybe I was just like, you know, like six months off in that podcast. <laughs> um, but I think the thing with Sun is I don't think he's going into wash territory. He does have one concerning thing is his sh- shot locations so far this year have not been from as dangerous areas. They were in the past couple of years. I think that's something to keep an eye on. But that said, most of his numbers are pretty much the same as they were before his miracle run last season. Um, and he's plus one thirty five as an anytime goal scorer. And I think if you would have taken that last year for sure, you would have been all over that because he was uh, like he was minus one twenty or minus one fifteen a lot of a lot of matches last year when he was on that hot streak. And he is the one guy we said that XG comes for everybody. He is one of the very few players in the world where that shit don't come for him. Every year he outpaces his XG. So even though he's not getting the same dangerous locations. He's such a great finisher. I don't think it really is going to slow him down that much. And it feels like at plus 135, you're buying in super
0: low on sun right now. Maybe. But now that you've given it out, he's going to break his leg. Yeah. And then as soon as soon as he comes back from a game, you I say curse. it's a career ending injury and he'll record a hat
2: trick. So. I mean,
1: that's perfect. I mean, it's, it's really going to be the, the bottom thing. The the, the perfect storyline is I'm I pushed him to the golden boot. And now that I'm pushing him to come back, I'm pushing him into the tail end of his career.
0: Well, uh, all the hating you did on my pick, if you want to go in the other direction, just for listeners out there, you want to follow Brett's advice and you still think the Spurs are going to win, clean sheet victory on Caesars for Spurs is plus 165. So you can go with me, plus 180, that uh, Spurs will win and both teams will score, or take Brett that the Spurs will win and hold them uh, hold them off the score sheet, which uh, both of them give you a pretty nice plus number.
1: Betting the o- uh, opposite of my pick seems to be the place so far this year, Toby. <laughs>
0: Oh, that's why it's in my five pint. I was just giving the listener, uh, listeners <laughs> an option, but I, I'm even more confident. I might put all five pints on now that I know you hate it. <laughs> all right. Uh, that t- leads us to our last game involving the big six, which is Brentford and Arsenal. Brentford, eighth at nine points versus Arsenal, first at 15 points. This game is Sunday at 7 a.m., real early one on a Sunday morning. Uh, Arsenal is minus 125. Brentford is plus 330. The draw is plus 285. Uh, Arsenal minus half a goal, stays at minus 125. Brentford goes up to plus 100. Well, it had to happen eventually, Brett. And uh, last time out, Arsenal dropped their first points of the year against a a rising Manchester United team. It all could have been different if that really beautiful Martinelli goal hadn't been waved off early for a call in the build-up play. Uh, He continues to impress me with his individual effort, and I don't expect Brentford to have any answers for him or Jesus. But no one has any answers for Brettford yet either, who have scored in every match this year and hung five on leads last time out. They're second only to City in both goals per match and big chances created. So, Brett, what do your spreadsheets say? Is their high-powered offense sustainable or is this early season form going to fade out? Well,
1: I think that this is actually one thing that actually applies to both clubs here. Um, And that these are two of the best teams in the league in set pieces. Like, Arsenal had a very high-profile thing about you know, hiring a set piece coach that's going to make them better. And they like, w- w- it doesn't really get talked about enough. And it definitely matters when you look at betting these things, especially like overrunners, um, like they're, they're just good. Like they're both, these teams are really good at generating chances off of set pieces. That is kind of the market inefficiency still in soccer teams are not exploiting that area. You talk to any of the data analysts, the guys that are at uh, <coughs> stats bomb who host those conferences, things like that. They will tell you very few teams, are pushing the limits and in the premier league right now, there's three and that's Liverpool that's Arsenal and that's Brentford. And so part of the thing that Brentford is doing to kind of claw their way up is they're just generating great chances in those opportunities. They don't have, they're, they're never going to be a club. I mean, maybe they will like down the road, but at least in the next five years, probably they're never going to be a club. that's going to get that high profile attack. So they're going to have to find ways to manufacture goals. And they just do a really good job of that. in those dead balls. And I, I think the other thing that's helped them too, is, you know, you've watched a back three for a, a while now, and you are lucky enough to have Reese James as a wingback. And Brentford did not have Reese James as a wingback. They had a very, very mediocre play from their wingbacks. So this year they went to a more of a 4-3-3. Or they've consistently been there uh, with basically Jonas Wissab being on as part of the triumvirate with Tony and Brian and Bueno, And I think it just made them better. Like, they've basically swapped an attacker. They've taken mediocre wingbacks and turned them into fullbacks. And then they swapped an attacker for a defender. So their defense has taken a little bit of a hit obviously, but the attack has been bolstered by it. And then, you know, we, we talk about this in every sport and it seems like sometimes we forget about it in soccer. Ivan, Tony is 26. Brian and is 23 and Wissa, I believe is 26 as well. So we're talking about three guys that are now basically in their soccer primes. So we can possibly see this like group coalesce and kind of outperform our expectations just because players are going to be peaking. And that's, I mean, that's something that we don't probably give enough credit to in soccer. Sometimes it's like these teams are so all over the place with their builds as a Chelsea fan can attest that when a team collectively goes, yeah, we're going to get these guys, wait for them to mature in their prime and hopefully they'll
0: hit at the same time. We could be seeing that with Brentford this year. Yeah, well, we don't think Brentford's a fluke, and I happen to not think either. Like, I'm glad to hear your spreadsheets back what I'm seeing with my eyes. It's really hard to take Arsenal in this game on any sort of alternate line, and I could absolutely see like a 2 2 draw here, like a real banger on a Sunday morning. Mm -hmm. So, the plus 285 uh, for the draw, you know, I, I find quite tempting. But Arsenal's got a bunch of rest. They have the international break coming up, they've been on such fine form. And I'm going to trust them as a rested team to take care of business here. And I'm going to hold my nose and take the minus 125, even though I'm super tempted by that high draw line. All right.
1: So I'm going I'm to go
0: ahead and say, I don't think this is going to
1: happen, but I do think it's the line that has the best value. Brentford plus 340. I think okay. that's the best value. I don't, I'm not going to, it's not going to be my five pint. But I do think that you're basically looking then for Brentford to win this match one out of every three times. I think that happens. Um, And part of the reason for me is the, the Arsenal struggling against United and United play a very, like they're, they're at their best, I guess, if you want to call it United's best when they play this like counter attacking style where they don't have to worry about breaking a team down and they can basically sit back, let a team that wants to control possession, control possession, and then just beat them on the break. That's exactly how Brentford wants to play. That's the exact thing that they're going to do. And Arsenal just struggled with a team that was really good at those transitions. And with Tony and Blamo and with a Brentford's really good at those transitions too. So sitting there at plus 340, it's just Brentford's good. Like they're they're gonna be a tough competitive team. To say that this team can't win this match one out of every three times just seems a little low to me. Um, so I'm I'm all about the plus three forty and because we're talking about set pieces and honor set pieces, Gabriel is sitting there. He's staring at me at Arsenal. He is their man. He is their they, they build around him. It's like Shaq with the Lakers in the early two thousands. They clear shit out and try to get that dude the ball on every corner and set piece that they run. He's plus six fifty. Is an anytime goal scorer. He has an XG currently a non penalty XG right now a 0.2 per 90. That basically means he scores a goal once out of every five matches. So <laughs> I got to do it. It's plus 650 for Gabriel. It's going to hit once, right? Toby, I'm going to get a defender have- to finally fucking score when I pick him, Right.
0: I have a friend who only plays the lottery when the pot becomes higher than the odds of winning, uh, you know, against winning the lottery, because then he feels he's getting positive value. So if the odds of winning a lottery are a billion to one, he won't put a dollar in until there's like a $1.1 $1. $1. $1 billion pot. <laughs> that is what you're talking about with an XG of 0. 0.2 every five games. Like, yes, lightning might strike at this one moment, but you have gone broke betting in. So I encourage you to continue to do so and keep feeding me beer. <laughs> Well,
1: yeah, actually it's funny you mentioned that because that will be appearing in my five pick <laughs>
0: um, all right for me uh, a little a little more sensible back on the theme of Brentford's offensive attack not being a fluke. Uh, I'm going with an adjusted total on the total goals instead of go- over going over 2.5 at minus 145. Push me all the way up to over 3.5 for the game at plus 165. We are starting a beautiful day of sports on Sunday. Shot out of a cannon with a 3-2, 2-2, 4-2, 4-3. We are going to see a goal fest on Sunday morning. And so with Brentford and four out of their six Premier League games hitting over, uh, you know, matching this number, all their games have been like it was 5-2 versus um, Leeds. I think it was 4-0 versus United. They keep hitting this number and it's not like Arsenal are not capable of contributing to the total. So I am going to be leaning forward early on a Sunday. Uh, Don't need my coffee because this game is going to be all the adrenaline I need.
1: Yeah, I mean Uh, I I I just want to defend myself. I wanted to use your point out. I'm just going to point this one thing out. Gabriel has as many goals as Sun this year. Just saying. (laughs) I'm just saying.
0: Gabriel Golden Boot. You heard it here first, fellas. <laughs> All right. Uh, so that wraps up our big six games. So since we we're, you know, under a half hour and God forbid we get you out of here in that short of time. Real quick bonus game. I'm going to clear out and I'm going to leave the floor for uh, a little derby action between our friend Brett Corminos and our beloved producer, Michael Meatballs, <laughs> oh, who became a Hammer on. fan last year. So... Everton, 16th at four points versus West Ham, 18th at four points. Sunday at 9.15 a.m. West Ham is plus 145. Everton is plus 195. The draw is plus 230. All right, guys, I'm, I'm putting on the yellow referee shirt. It's y'all's pitch. Who wants to go first with their pick? I mean,
1: I'm, I want to say this. Up. Meatballs has teased us with a spicy mystery pick for this year. So I need him. I, I want him to have the floor right now. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be out of it. I will respond, but meatballs, you you've had it in my head, the back of my head the
2: whole time. It's been hard to record this pod. My mystery pick. I got a a little tip um, from a college soccer friend. Uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to take the opposite of what Toby always says. And I'm going to take a bad team to do a bad thing. (laughs) And Wolves is not going to score at plus one Oh five in the Wolves-Man City oh, okay. match. okay, okay. Getting plus 20 on that. So I do like that. Love it. Uh, but to get to my, the West Ham-Everton uh, match here, I'm going to take the under two and a half at minus 125. That's my, my match pick. Um, in NHL terms, it's like the Philly Flyers going up against the Devils. Uh, not a very good matchup between both teams uh, in terms of standings. And between the two of them, only one game has gone over two and a half. Uh, I know West Sam, I does not have many goals on the year. Um, so we're going under two and a half. All
1: right, Mikey, I'm going to make you feel either really good or really bad. It's going to make you feel really bad when you realize that of all my analysis, I'm getting fucking slaughtered this year. But everything points to the fact that meatballs has a good bet there because I actually, my prop was, uh, a no on both teams to score a plus one ten, so that would feed right well into an under pick. And I know meatballs; I know you follow them religiously. So I'm just basically sprouting information that you already know on West Ham Reddit boards. But West Ham's attack is in trouble. Toby and I sat here and we were championing Jared Bowen as the second coming to the Premier League. He has been really bad this year. Mikel Antonio. After a sterling 18 months that really put him on the map and really had him pushing almost for a Champions League place, has been really bad or basically has turned back into a pumpkin. He is 32. He kind of had that weird blip for 18 months, so I'm sure it's a combination of aging and overperformance and regressing back to the mean. He hasn't been great either. Their new signings haven't really taken off. Uh, their attack is in trouble. Um, David Moyes has definitely pulled this this act before, though, where. Teams have started really slow in the first half of the season and picked it up as the second half goes on. But, yeah, Meatballs is hitting it right in the head right away. I think he's going to take my job. Toby, I'm legitimately concerned that Meatballs is going to be across from you and his Bobby Moore kit because he's making better bets than me already. I'm scared. I'm scared for my job.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, just so you know, you are completely replaceable. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm the Antonio Conte here who's saying that nobody's undroppable. I'm taking it a step further. You could be replaced in a heartbeat, and so could I, because if Meatballs ever does put that Bobby Moore kit on, neither of us are ever getting our job back. Both of these bets are going to hit. Make them your lock of the week, and go ahead and uh, buy yourself the NHL season pass so you and Meatballs could really get into it and be best friends after these bets that allow you to enjoy Islanders action all winter long.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, can't, I just can't wait for the Twitter comments to be like, yeah, you should let Meatballs make more picks. That's all I want to see this week. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, let's just do the five pint, then we could get out of here, Brett. It's a really weird month for September because of the cancellation. So uh, this is a golden opportunity for you to steal a month from me. Right now it's 3.5 to two. Uh, your two only coming because Kulusevski did not start wiping your uh, bed off the board and giving you two pints back. Otherwise, it was another nil week for you. So let's see if we could turn it around. Let's see if you could go ahead and beat me for September because we're only going to have the two match weeks uh, before October rolls in. For my five pints, I'm going with Arsenal, minus 125 to win. Holland plus 200. first goal score. Manchester City minus a goal and a half at minus 110. Spurs to win and both teams to score at plus 180, and Arsenal Brentford over 3.5 at plus 165. Who are you losing with this week, Brett?
1: Oh, yeah, well, I mean, I want to just take meatballs picks because he's probably going to hit them, uh, but I, I'm going to stick with mine. I, w- I won't change. I'm going to take two pints on City. We got. I mean, good team, good thing. Minus 115 and minus one and a half. I got to do it. I need need something consistent at this point. Uh, Son, I talk myself into it. Plus 135, anytime goal scorer for a pint. Uh, Gabriel, I'm I'm sticking to my guns here, Toby. It's going to happen. I just want it. I need it to happen one time. I don't care if I lose every month. I just need one pod where I hit on one of these picks so I can come on the next week and just be like, dude, I told you it's going to happen. So plus 650 on Gabriel, anytime goal scorer for one. And then I am I am staying in the in the meatballs vein here. I'm I'm trusting the guru. Both teams to score as a no. West Ham Everton is plus one ten for one pint.
0: Oh my goodness. Mikey, if he wins, if he beats me off of your pick, you've got to at least get three of the six beers. Don't let him be stingy and not tip you for giving him better analysis than he's come up with in the year we've been doing this show. (laughs) Um, speaking of of the year we've been doing it, it's been a, it's been a ton of fun. Uh, we really enjoy it. We really connected with you. There's a big announcement coming from our network. Uh, so some changes are coming. Some really fun things are on the horizon by the time you even hear about, hear this recording, they might already been announced. So we're really excited next time we're back. Um, there'll be a couple of slight changes, but Heed no mind with the international break coming back. You don't have to listen to us next week. We'll be back for the 1st of October, which is an incredible uh, week on the Premier League. It's the Manchester Derby and the North London Derby on the same weekend. So it's going to be one of the best match fixtures of the entire year. We will be back with our usual interchange of horrible advice backed by expert analysis. See you soon, folks. Take care, y'all.